Okay, so uh, so this morning I just wanted to speak to you about prayer and about how wonderful this gift is that we have of prayer and just trying to gather some thoughts around prayer. First of all, we'll have a look at just how amazing it is. It's something that we do all the time, isn't it? But something also we can so easily take for granted that we do have access to our Creator. So have a look at how that is, how that came to be. We'll look at the importance and the purpose of prayer, as well as how we should pray and the different types of prayer that that we might say. So if your prayer life isn't exactly where you'd like it to be at at the moment, if you're not praying as much as you would like to, hopefully this talk will be helpful to you this morning. Of course, it's Mother's Day, isn't it? So... I did think about should I talk about Mother's Day, but decided I just felt like I wanted to talk about prayer this morning. But I thought we'd just introduce this by looking at a couple of quotes from Mother Teresa on prayer. When you look at quotes actually by Mother Teresa, they are pretty amazing. She's so insightful, and you can see how her, her love for her God was so, so deep. Um, so just just to quote a couple of things that she said on prayer, she says, "Love to pray." Feel often during the day the need for prayer and take trouble to pray. Prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself. Ask and seek and your heart will grow big enough to receive him and keep him as your own. So she says that prayer enlarges the heart until it's capable of containing God's gift of himself. So when she prays, obviously it made her heart grow, it made her bigger, it made her heart bigger, it made her love for God bigger. And that's, that's why prayer was so important to her. Another quote, an interviewer asked her, you love people who mothers regard as human debris, what is your secret? And her reply was, my secret is simple, I pray. So as well as prayer enlarging her heart for God, prayer also enlarged her heart for other people and that's why she was able to do what she did, to love those that others didn't love and that others had abandoned. So, like I said, very inspiring words. You can see just from those two quotes the power of prayer. But if you start just by going back to basics almost and just having to think about what prayer is, it can seem pretty incredible. Like I said, we can take it for granted. It's, it's, it seems very natural and it's good that it does. But it's pretty amazing, isn't it, that when we are praying, if we think what we're doing, we're actually speaking to God. And if you think about that, we've got God who created the universe, who's you know, so holy, so supreme, so powerful, and yet little us can go and have a conversation with that God. And it can be hard sometimes for us to really believe that he's interested in us, he's interested in all our day-to-day worries, he's interested in your health issues, your financial struggles, um, interested in your relationships and any problems that you have, and we can turn all of these things to God in prayer. And not just our problems, actually, but also all of our ambitions, all of our dreams, everything about us, God is interested in. Like you say, that can all sound pretty incredible, can't it? But it's real. And the reality is that God wants a relationship with, with you. And actually, he loves nothing more when you do take the time to pray to him, to speak to him, to worship him, and when he gets the opportunity to help you because you've let him into your life. So this of this amazing thing that we can pray to God. But if you look at how that came to be and how 
what Paul says about that. If you look at what Paul said in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 18. Very short verse, but it contains quite a lot. It says, For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. So, for through him, for through Jesus, in this context, obviously, uh, so for through Jesus, we both, he was speaking at the time about the Jews and the Gentiles. So he's saying we both, as in Jews and Gentiles. So if you read this again, it's for through Jesus, everybody has access to the Father by the Spirit. So, he, so we start to break that down. So it's through Jesus that we have access to the Father. Our sin otherwise would be a barrier to approaching him. If you look back in the Old Testament times, people were warned about approaching God directly. They couldn't do that. Um, but because God loved us so much and wanted that personal relationship with us, he sent Jesus to die on the cross. And as Jesus died on the cross, all of those barriers between us and God were broken down. And for those who place their faith and their belief in him, we have access now to the Father. And it's only through Jesus that that's the case. And like I said, this is for everybody. So Paul was emphasizing here, whether you're Jew, Gentile, doesn't matter everybody's got that access to the Father. So for through Jesus, everybody has access to the Father by the Spirit. And the Spirit has such an important role in prayer. And there's a couple of verses in Romans chapter 8 that really sum this up nicely. And again, are pretty amazing when you listen to what's going on here when we pray. It says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Yeah. So the Spirit has this really important role in prayer. And in fact, the Spirit, we're told, prays for us when we pray. So when our prayers don't make sense, I know when I'm praying, if I could listen back to my own prayers, what are going on in my head, you know, I'm sure they'd sound all over the place, you know, just going off at a tangent all, all over the place. And, but when our prayers don't make sense, the Spirit knows what our needs are, He knows what's in our hearts, and He takes those prayers, turns our rubbish prayers into perfect prayers, and takes those to the Father. Um, and if we pray something that isn't the will of God, you know, this, this verse tells us that the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So again, the Spirit will turn our prayers into something that's in line with God's will. So we have this amazing fact that we do have access to God through our prayers. It's only through Jesus that that's the case and his, and his death on the cross. And we need to be thankful for that, don't we? And it's only thanks to the Holy Spirit that our prayers can be brought to God in the way that we would want them to be. We wouldn't want them to go in our jumbled sort of minds in the way that we pray sometimes. So this is a miraculous thing, isn't it, if we look at what's going on here. It's the Trinity working perfectly. We're accessing God the Father through Jesus the Son, and it's by the Holy Spirit. And it's a powerful thing. It's the most powerful thing that we can imagine, and it's something that we should never take to granted. So you think that... God's not working miracles in your life. Just next time you pray, there's a miracle every time that we get to pray to God in that way. So if we look at the importance of prayer and the purpose of prayer, there's 
hundreds of verses in the Bible about prayer that I could have chosen, but I think the one that's probably the most famous, actually, and the one that really strikes home as something that really gives us such great encouragement is in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. So you'll be very familiar with these words, where it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We have prayer, such a special gift. We get to meet our God, to tell him all the things that are making us anxious. Uh, Every situation we can bring before God. We don't need to make an appointment. We can just pray when we like and God is there for us and ready to listen. And for us as Christians, prayer should be an essential part of our everyday life, something that we're always striving to do. Um, read somewhere that a Christian without prayer is like it's like trying to live without breathing. Basically, prayer is such an essential part of our life as Christians. And Jesus, of course, the perfect role model, and Jesus prayed often. Often you would see Jesus withdraw to pray, So if he needed to spend time with the Father, he needed to gather his strength, he would go off into the wilderness or up on a mountainside to pray. He would also pray in large groups with with other people. He'd pray before making big decisions in his life. For instance, when he was choosing his disciples, we're told that the night before he went up on a mountainside and he prayed. He prayed for the night before he chose them. And he also prayed when he had the great crises in his life, um, such as when he was faced with the cross, and we read how he prayed when he was faced with the cross. We're told that Jesus fell with his face on the floor and he prayed. And we do that, don't we? So at those times of our greatest crisis, when when our souls are just overwhelmed with trouble, that's when we pray in many ways our best prayers, isn't it? That's when we really connect with the Father, when we really mean what we're saying when we, when, when, when we do like Jesus did and we're sort of in that position of wanting to fall on the floor <clears throat> and just present all our problems to him. And prayer allows us, just in terms of the importance of prayer, it allows us to have fellowship with God directly. It allows us to walk with God in our lives, asking him to guide us and help us. It allows us to worship him too an essential part of prayer, and allows him to show his love for us. It also allows us to seek his will, to ask the Father, what is your will for my life? What do you want me to do? Which allows God then to advance his kingdom. So this prayer is very much a two-way thing. It's us speaking, but it's God speaking to, to us as well. And if we look at our world and all the troubles in our world, what's the answer to all of those troubles? Well, it's prayer, isn't it? So we need to pray more. When we see the world in such a state, we need to pray for everything that's going on and just to keep praying and pray more and more. So next, just wanted to have a look at how to pray. This might sound a little bit odd in some ways because, you know, is there a, is there a right way to pray? And really, no, there isn't because it's, it's simply having a, a conversation with God. So we can pray... Anytime we like, we can pray as soon as we wake up in the morning. We can pray when we're lying in bed at night, going to sleep. We can pray in church, of course. We can pray when we're walking the dog, pray when we're at work. 
and in the office. And it's good to have those ongoing prayers. So there's no right time to put, pray. There's no right place to pray either. Um, and there isn't a right or wrong way. And we've already heard, actually, that the Holy Spirit intervenes for our prayers anyway and takes the prayers that might be rambling and not have all the right words and just turns those into perfect prayers. But to encourage us to pray, it is there are some pointers to follow in prayer in terms of how we approach prayer. So not what we say or when we do it or how we do it, but how we get ourselves ready to pray to God. Sometimes it's important that our prayers, as well as being those quick conversations, become deep prayers. We really try and connect with God and we really listen to what he's got to say as well. So there's three sort of things that the Bible mentions are things that we should approach prayer in this way. And we're told to pray with faith, with humility and with earnestness. So starting with faith, in Hebrews chapter 11 it says, without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So our prayers are really only as big as our faith allows them to be. So if you're lacking in faith, then God can only do so much with those prayers, you know. So we, we need to just try and pray in a way that says, yes, Lord, we believe you, we trust you. God likes it when, when we're praying in, in that attitude. So if, if we find ourselves with a small amount of faith, sometimes it's good just to ask God for the next step. So what do you want to... How can God help you in the next thing in your life rather than asking him to move mountains if we don't really believe that he can? But if you are lacking in faith... Just remember what God has done for you in the past and your faith will increase. Praise him, worship him. Find ways of drawing yourself close to him so you feel his presence and then your faith grows. And then in that attitude, we're in a good place to pray. Second, humility. So God loves it when we humble ourselves before him. So when we approach God with an attitude of you know what's best for me, Lord. That's a humble way of approaching prayer rather than what we can tend to do. I know I do this. I have a problem and I just let it wear away in my head over and over till I've got the answer. I think I know what needs to happen. And then I say, God, can you make this happen for me? <laughs> that's, not, that's not a humble prayer. That's not a good way of praying because we need to let God take control. We need to say to God, I've got issues, I've got problems, there's things I'm anxious about, your ways are better than mine, you are God, you know what's best for me, you know me better than I know me and make sure that we're confident that he's listening to us and he can take those prayers, simple prayers, it's just bringing our problems before him, not giving him the solution and just saying can you, can you work within this situation Lord, in your way and for the best, what's in your will and uh, what needs to be done. And lastly, just to pray earnestly. <clears throat> so to pray with real passion, real desire. Um, pray like we really want something to happen. So Elijah, we read, prayed earnestly for it not to rain for three and a half years, and it didn't rain. And then he prayed for it to rain for another three and a half years, and it did rain. But Elijah wanted the will of God. He knew that these things needed to happen to further God's kingdom. 
So we've got to be passionate about what we're praying for. We've got to believe that our prayers can change things. We've got to believe that God is, is listening and will take action. So we need to cry out to God with belief, with humility, and with passion. Just briefly, in contrast, there are verses in the Bible that tell us how not to pray and what Jesus taught us about what not to do. So just before Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, he says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So a couple of things not to do there. Not to babble on, not to pray for show, not to worry about getting all our words perfect either. Just talk from your heart, honestly to God. And he knows what you mean. And lastly, just in terms of how to pray, remember to listen. So listening is an important part of prayer as well. You know, we can pray prayers that say, Dear Father, will you show me what to do in this situation? Will you guide me? Amen. And then off we go into our busy day. And we don't give God the opportunity, do we, to come in and speak to us. So we need to make proper time for prayer where we sit and we listen to him. He might not give you the answer straight away. I'm not saying if you wait for another 30 seconds or a minute at the end of that, God's going to you know, speak to you in some way. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we are listening, that we are conscious to picking up those little pointers that God gives us, You know, those things that happen in our lives where you feel God nudging you, and these are very real things that happen where God's nudging you he's trying to tell you something he's speaking to you and we need to try and discern which things are from God and which things are from us making time to listen to God is an important part of prayer as well and then what what to pray for so there's all sorts of different types of prayer isn't there and there's as I was sort of getting ready to do this talk I came across lots of different models for prayer um, you know, there's things like P-R-A-Y, uh, where P stands for pause, so just stopping and pausing and recognising who God is, then rejoicing in what he's done is the R, asking for things and then yielding to God's will. And you get these sort of acronyms that, 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 that give us these prompters, and they might be useful in some way, but nothing that I read that any speaker had done came close to the, to the Lord's Prayer, the perfect model for prayer. So I thought it would be useful just to read the Lord's Prayer just a couple of lines at a time and just have a, have a think about what, what that part of the prayer is saying to us. So our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So as we say that, we're just recognising who God is, recognising that he is our Father, that he is holy, and that we can approach him. And perhaps spending time at this stage just stilling our minds and just worshipping him, just in wonder of, of the God that we're actually speaking to and remembering all the great work he's done in our life you know so just as we speak to our father and start to speak to him just worship him in that way your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
So whatever it is that we're about to ask for, recognize that you want it to be in line with the will of God. You want it to be for his glory. You want it to further his kingdom. It's not always easy, this. It's easy to say those words that what we're praying for, we want it to be in line with God's will. And you think, well, yeah, I would. But often we have a strong desire when we're praying for what we really want the outcome to be. And it's, it's not easy to say, let this be your will, God, rather than mine, and just to let things go. So we need to work on that. Because sometimes what you might find that God answers your prayer in the way of not changing your circumstances, but actually telling you that you need to change. You know, and he changes us inside rather than taking our circumstances away. So as we read that part of the Lord's Prayer, we just need to be conscious of that. Give us today our daily bread. Ask God for things. In our daily bread, our necessities, all the basics in life. But also the Bible tells us repeatedly to ask for good things and our Father will give them. So as long as they're in line with his will, ask him for things. Ask him for, like I say, go into all your ambitions, your dreams, your life, and ask God to speak to you in those. Pour out your heart to him earnestly. Cast all your worries on him. We could think that God's not interested, but he is. He wants to hear about all the things that are going on, all your worries, all your concerns. Take all of those to the Father as well. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So again, him humility when we come to God we need to recognize our own sin and ask for forgiveness so part of our essential part of our prayer should be examining ourselves saying father where am I doing things my way instead of your way help me to do things your way instead we need to repent we need to change and that's part of our prayer life as well and the spirit will help us to do that and also we need to forgive those who have sinned against us so we're called to love our enemies and to pray for them so we need to do that otherwise those feelings can just eat away at us uh, and cause a barrier between us and God as well so we need to look to forgive others so again in your prayer just ask who it is that you can forgive and work with the spirit to do that and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one so a vitally important part of our prayer lives is actually helping, asking for help in the spiritual warfare that we have in our life as Christians. It's probably something we don't talk about that much, but if we're Christians, we come under attack from the evil one. We come under attack in, in terms of temptation. And without prayer, without God on our side, and we're not praying enough, those attacks can be really, really damaging. And we need to pray we need to pray to make sure that God is our shield against all of those things that are going on. And we need to pray regularly because those attacks and that spiritual warfare that goes on in our minds and that battle within our soul is, is so real. And prayer, prayer is the answer to that as well. So in summary, prayer is a great thing. It's an amazing thing. It's a thing where we have access to the Father. We get to speak to the God who created this universe and God loves to spend that time with us. So pray with a real passion. Every time you come back to prayer, just just have a passion that you're speaking to God. Pray, all, you know, pass all of your worries. Speak to him about whatever it is that you, you need to speak to him about. But remember to pray with humility that it's God's will that will be done. 
And so you might find it useful to use the Lord's Prayer as, a, as that perfect model. So when you've got time, just getting deep into prayer and including all those aspects of prayer in, into your prayer life as well. So that will help you remember the one who you're praying to. Make sure you're focusing on his will being done. Asking him for the things that are most important in your life. Asking for forgiveness and to forgive. And asking for protection in all these spiritual battles that we all face. So I thought it would be useful to do now just to conclude this talk is just if I read a couple of lines of the Lord's Prayer and then we all just sit quietly and just reflect and pray quietly to ourselves just on that part of the prayer. So I'll give about a minute between each, each part so we've got some proper time to pray here um, and then we'll move on to the next bit. So let's just bow our heads now. <coughs> our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
Amen. Okay. The next hymn that we're going to sing is Beauty for Brokenness. Uh, it was written